It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Lindy Ruff said post-game that the Devils got what they deserved because they played like Charmin tissue paper, especially in period one. Now, there were some good moments in period two, obviously, but unfortunately, that's been the name of the game all season long for Devils up to this point, which is you can't just play a brief moment of good hockey and expect to come out victorious. Doesn't work that way. We have a lot to break down in probably the worst loss this season for the Devils up to this point. Buckle up, everybody. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play play announcer, Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. Remember in the previous episode in which I said that the last game for the New Jersey Devils against Montreal Canadiens could potentially be a good building block for them? I thought it was going to be a momentum shift for them because while they didn't dominate from start to finish, they dominated for a Good chunk of the game, especially on the man advantage. Yeah, I was wrong. They got embarrassed on their home ice by the Washington Capitals by a score of 6-4. to four. So I really don't know where to begin. So let's start off with some interesting facts. So coming into this matchup, there were only two teams in the NHL that allowed their opponent to score the first goal in every game so far this season. You want to take a guess as to which two teams I'm referring to? One was the Washington Capitals. The other were the New Jersey Devils. So it was going to be a competition to see who would finally begin a game up one to nothing. Was it going to be the Devils or was it going to be the Capitals? And lo and behold, it was the Capitals. So the Devils now remain the only team in the NHL to start every game down one nothing this season. Devils just not getting off to a good start. It was a horrendous period, number one, but I'll get to that momentarily. But here's another interesting fact for you. Coming into this matchup, the Capitals had only scored six goals so far this season. After tonight's matchup, they doubled it. Now, they scored six goals in this game alone. That should show you how bad this game was for the Devils. So in today's episode, in segment one, I'm going to share some of my main takeaways from period one all the way through period number three. Then in segment two, instead of highlighting some players that caught my eye because the Devils did have a good second period, I'm going to highlight some areas in which the Devils need to improve upon if they want any chance to like be a top-notch contending team. And then, like I do with every post-game recap, in the third and final segment, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. So let's start off with period number one. I really don't want to do this, but I kind of have to. Let's see what went right for the Devils. Okay, I got my notes written. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening on a podcast streaming service, I had a piece of paper with some notes on it and I ripped it in half. There were really no positive takeaways in the first period for the Devils. It was that pathetic. It was that embarrassing. And I know I'm being a little overdramatic here, but it is so true. Nothing went right in period one for the Devils. They finished off that period with two shots on goal. So I've been talking about the last few episodes in which the Devils need to get off to a much better start if they really are serious about competing come playoff time. I know we're still very early in the season, but I would like for the Devils to get a hold of that because they went against the Canadians in the last matchup and they went against the Capitals in this matchup. Two teams that don't really strike much fear into you. So I don't know what happened in this period for the Devils. Lindy Ruff postgame said that the team was just playing soft, and I would have to agree with them. In the words of the late, great Kobe Bryant, them young players were just like soft, like Charmin tissue paper. I don't, that's the best way I can describe it because I can list off a whole bunch of things that the Devils just struggled with in the opening period. So, First and foremost, they didn't have good defensive coverage. They were playing sloppy with the puck. They weren't making their uh, tape-to-tape passes. They were hesitant to shoot the puck. And Akira Schmid, I love him and all, but let's face it, he did not have a good outing in this matchup. And we'll talk more about the goaltending woes for Devils in the second segment. But Vitek Vanacek had to come in in period number two to try to save the day. And Vanacek got off to a good start, but unfortunately come period three, He was repeating what Schmidt did in period number one, but we'll talk about that a little later. So that was the worst period this season for the Devils, and that is saying something because the Capitals are not projected to be all that competitive a team in the Metro, and yet the Devils are. So the Devils have been getting some solid contributions on the offensive side of things, but it seems like the defense is starting to catch up to them, and Lindy Ruff might have to make some drastic changes, and that's exactly what he did in period two. So at the start of period two, Vitek Vancek obviously came in net for the Devils. And as uh, Ruff has said in the past, usually if you uh, change your goalies, even if it's not their fault as to why you're in a hole, because the Devils were in a three nothing hole to begin the middle period of play at, if they were going up against the Bruins, the Avalanche or the Gold Knights, that game would have been put to bed long ago. But Luckily, they're going up against the Capitals, a team that, with all due respect, is not all that good, so there's still some hope. So he puts in Vitek Vancek to probably shake things up a little bit, and the Devils came out hammering in period two because they went from having two shots on goal the entirety of period number one to, to finishing off the second period with 14. So there seemed to be a different pep in the step for the Devils. They were getting good looks for themselves. Once again, Lindy Ruff made some changes defensively, so he paired Luke Hughes alongside with Dougie Hamilton. He paired Jonas Siegenthaler up with Brendan Smith, and that seemed to help things as well. Now, once again, the Devils have been getting a lot of contributions on the offensive side of things. So Jack Hughes, he was on the verge of getting back-to-back-to-back four-point outings. He had three assists in this matchup, and he got his first secondary assist of the season. So once again, Hughes is just racking up the points. He now has 17 points in six game appearances. Tyler Toffoli was on hat trick watch yet again. He finished off with two goals. So he was responsible for two of the Devils' four goals. Nico got his second goal of the year. Timo Meyer got his first goal of the year. And Meyer finished off with a multi-point performance because he got an assist on uh, Tyler Toffoli's first goal of the game. So 
Once again, I'm loving this point production from Timo Meyer. That was the main question. Can he do it consistently? Brat also finished off with a point. He got the main assist on Nico Heischer's goal a little later in the period. And it just seemed like the Devils, once again, their fortune was turning around in period two because all of the goal scoring happened within what? Like a two-minute span. And it got to the point where people were like, what is this game? Because it felt like it was on drugs, quite honestly, because it went from being one of the worst periods I've ever seen, which was period one, to now becoming one of the best periods I've ever seen, middle period of play. And then come period three, it was just too good to be true. And fun fact, Hunter Shepard was in net for the Capitals in this game, and he picked up his first career NHL win. So it, it's a shame that it happened against the Devils, but congratulations to him. But it's fitting that this game was on TNT for the Devils because like a bomb, like dynamite, it just blew up into their face. And this game is just the epitome of how the Devils have been playing this season, which is for the most part, they don't really play their best brand of hockey because I don't think they've played a single great game this year. Even that game against the Montreal Canadiens, I gave them a B in terms of the ranking because they did dominate for the most part. But let's face it. It goes back to what I've been saying the last few episodes. What's it going to take for the Devils to get off to a good start and also finish strong? That's the main question that I've been having. And I think that's the main question that a lot of people are having. Because once again, the Devils are the only team in the NHL to allow their opponent to score the first goal of the game in every game so far this season. That cannot happen. I, I'm tired of them playing from behind and just having to play catch up. When can they just dominate from start to finish? if they really want to be a contending team. I know it's still relatively early, but I, I thought that we at least get one game like that under their belt. And the fact that they don't, I mean, that's a little frustrating. I don't want to say it's concerning because like I said, still relatively early. This has been the quintessential devil's type of hockey to open up the year, which is for a brief moment, for a few minutes span, they're playing some great, magnificent hockey. But for the most part, they're counting their lucky stars to remain in the game or they're putting too much trust in their netminders, which is why I think Lindy Ruff is not quick to blame uh, the goalies. But yeah, this game was just ugly. It was the worst game of the year by far for the Devils. It was unacceptable. And the fact that the Capitals entered this game having scored only six goals up to this point in the year and they finished off with six goals total in this game, unacceptable. Just like pathetic, beyond pitiful for the Devils. And I try not to go on a, ta uh, a tangent. I try not to go on a rant. I try to keep my show very positive. But even I can't ignore the main issues in this game. So we're going to talk about some of the changes that might need to be made for the Devils momentarily. But before we continue, let me tell you about Sleeper. So a new NHL season brings all sorts of possibilities. So the Devils could potentially become Stanley Cup champions or Jack Hughes could score 50 goals and uh, he, I, I think he's well on pace to get over 100 points. And you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially our daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Nico Heischer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Brad, Timo Meyer, Vitek Vancek will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100-time bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight-player stats. You heard me, Devils fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. 
Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. What's up, guys? Trey Matthews of Locked On Devils here. And let me tell you about Discover Debit Cash Back. Wings for the game? Boom, cash back. New lucky jersey? Boom, cash back. Even a last-minute ice run could score you some cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. Look in sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the W, but you know what's a guaranteed win? Discover Cashback Debit. Oh, and did I mention there are no fees, period? I'm telling you, this one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit, Discover Bank, member FDIC. Okay, let's transition from my main takeaways in the game. So I talked about like what I saw in period one, period two, and period three. But the main talking point that I think a lot of Devils fans have is like what went wrong specifically and what changes need to be made. So I highlighted three things that I think need to be changed for the Devils. So let's look at chemistry. Now, I talked about it a few episodes ago. The thing about chemistry is that it's not an easy fix. It's not rocket science but it's still not an easy fix because chemistry just happens. Like it's not something that you can really practice. Either you have chemistry with someone or you don't. So two best buds on the rink could uh, be like buddy, buddy off the rink, but on the rink, their chemistry is just not there. And I talked about how like someone could be very vital on one team, but they might not see the light of day for another team. So I gave the example of Nathan Bashan, which is we know how valuable he is for the Devils, but when he was playing briefly for Seattle Kraken, he was essentially a liability. So I'd say the chemistry for the Devils is 50% there because the forwards seem to have tremendous chemistry with one another. So Tyler Toffoli, Jack Hughes, they are phenomenal. Timo Meyer is starting to get into his niche a little bit more. Nico Kiescher looks a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more aggressive. So the offense, once again, is not the problem for the Devils because if this game proved anything, their offense can still be very lethal because once again, after period one, the Devils were down three to nothing. Now, albeit they're going up against a Capitals team that's not really much of a threat in the NHL, despite having Alexander Ovechkin on their roster, but the Devils still gave themselves a chance. So that like minute and a half or two minute span in which the Devils were just scoring goals like there was no tomorrow, jumping off to a four to three lead, that was very impressive to see. But if you guys recall, like a few games ago, the Devils just weren't getting any offense going their way outside of Jack Hughes and Jesper Bratt. So one of the main talking points that a lot of Devils discourse had was like, how are the Devils going to get the contributions from Timo Meyer, Dawson Mercer, Nico Heischer, and others? Because someone like Tyler Toffoli, he was generating good looks for himself. Unfortunately, it wasn't resulting in that many points. So what did Lindy Ruff do? He said, like, despite Jesper Brad, Tyler Toffoli, and Jack Hughes having good chemistry with one another, he can't make the Devils too top-heavy, so he split them up so that way he can have more scoring up and down his lineup, and it's working like a charm. Because, once again, the Devils' offense is not the problem. It's their defense and their goaltending. So those are two other things I want to highlight. So I alluded to this in segment one, but at the beginning of period number two, one of the changes that Lindy Ruff made was that he paired Luke Hughes alongside with Dougie Hamilton. Now, I really like that because you move Luke Hughes to the actual left-hander 
uh, spot because the last few games to open up the season, Luke Hughes has been playing on the right-handed spot alongside with Brendan Smith. Now, you put Luke at his position, and I don't know if I'm just nitpicking or whatever case might be, but that was sort of a pet peeve of mine. I was just like, put Luke on the left-handed side because he's a left-handed defenseman, obviously. But pairing Luke alongside with Dougie, it's a bit of a risk because both of them are not really defensive-centric defensemen. They're both very offensive-centric, but it seemed to work. Luke Hughes was able to pick up an assist on a Tyler Toffoli goal a little later on in the game alongside with his brother. So that pairing seemed to work, and Luke also got injured at one point during the game. He had to get checked out, and he actually went back to the locker room momentarily, but he ended up returning, so might have just gotten a little dinged up by digressing a little bit. Jonas Siegenthaler was paired alongside with Brendan Smith. Now, I like that for one of two reasons, because I think it's been very evident that the Devils' best two defensemen to open up the season has been Dougie Hamilton and Jonas Siegenthaler. Now, what is Lindy Ruff doing in that uh, moment of time? He's giving the defensemen some more depth as well, similar to what he did for the Fords, because Dougie Hamilton is now paired alongside with Luke Hughes, who's trying to get it going a little bit, who's been making some uh, costly turnovers for Devils, but he's a rookie. He was bound to make those mistakes. And then for Brendan Smith, I don't care what the advanced analytics say. Brendan Smith just does not really meet the eye test. So you put Jonas Siegenthaler on the same defensive pairing as him. So that way the defense isn't like atrocious. But unfortunately, it was short-lived. And then it should be no surprise that in period two, that was obviously the Devils' best period. And it's a shame that they couldn't finish off the task in period three. But what I liked was that the defense was more spread out. I saw Kevin Ball make some crucial saves for the Devils on the defensive end as well. And speaking of which, here's another example in which the defense needs to tighten up a little bit more because what I noticed from the Capitals in this game, there are a lot of two-on-one opportunities. There are a lot of odd man rushes. There are a lot of give and goes. So uh, if you were to look at the replay of the game, take a shot for every defensive lapse the Devils made in this game. And just a friendly warning, do not go driving afterwards because you're going to be drunk. So my thing is like the defense needs to be spread out a little bit more. Something needs to change because while Lindy Ruff was adjusting the forward pairings, he wasn't making that many changes to the defensive side of things for the Devils. And unfortunately, I think this game really highlights that the Devils need to improve defensively like a whole lot because this game was absolutely pathetic on their end. So that's one of the things that needs to be fixed for the Devils, which is come the next practice, Lindy Ruff needs to try something new because these defensive pairings just aren't going to work out for the foreseeable future. And if this game was any indicator, it needs to happen N-O-W. It has to happen now because that is not a dominant NHL playoff team that you're playing against. That was a bottom tier Metro team that you should have beaten easily. And I'm not even going to use fatigue as a factor because every team played in yesterday's matchup because it was frozen frenzy. So you can't use that excuse. I, I don't care. So I, I don't even think fatigue is, is a is a liable excuse for the Devils in this case. And now let's talk about the goaltending because this is something I talked about a couple episodes ago, which is like people are quick to blame Vitek Vanacek and Akira Schmidt. Now, I will admit, both of them didn't exactly play their best game because Akira Schmidt, he couldn't really stop anything. He has to make those great A saves. And like I said, the, the, the Devils didn't really do him too many favors because there were a lot of two-on-one opportunities. There were a lot of give-and-goes. And the, the defense needs to tighten up a little bit. But if you really want to be a good goalie, similar to what we saw in the Rangers series, 
you have to make those saves in order to keep your team in the game, similar to what we've been seeing from Vitek Vancek. So Akira Schmidt, he just didn't have it in this game. And it, he just has a lot more work to do. And I guess like we had too high expectations for him going into the season. I really hope I'm wrong. But yeah, so this game, not a good showing for Akira. And then for Vitek, he played really well in period number two. And when he was in between the pipes, it seemed like the Devils had a new sense of urgency. They had new energy. That's why they got more shots on goal. That's why they were able to score four unanswered goals on the caps. But it was short-lived once again because in period three early on, once again, the Devils just went back to their defensive lapses and it put VTech into some uncompromising positions. Strom got a quick power play goal. Then McMichael, he uh, got a, a goal that put the Capitals on top once again by a score of five to four. And then Alexander Ovechkin would end up getting the empty netter goal. And at this point, Ovechkin is just trying to chase history with the short amount of time he has left in the NHL because Bob time is undefeated for a reason, but digressing a little bit. So it was like for every step forward the Devils took, they took two steps backwards, like I said early on in the episode, because after scoring four unanswered goals on the Capitals, the Capitals responded in period three by scoring three unanswered on them. Now, in terms of making a goalie change, it's not really as cut and dry as similar to like the Fords or the defensemen for Devils because Vanacek and Schmidt are all what the Devils have for the time being. Like they don't really have a formidable third string goalie. So who are you going to bring up? You're going to bring up Shalgren. Are you going to bring up Kincaid? Dawes is still hurt. So it's like you just got to live with Schmidt and Vanacek. There aren't really that many options for the Devils. So it's just a matter of seeing who has a hot hand and who can help the Devils in more ways than one. So that's the thing, which is goaltending is not an easy fix either. And with the options that the Devils have, which is not a whole lot, especially in their uh, minor league system, the Devils are just going to have to roll with Vanacek and Schmidt and just hope that they improve, which I think they will. It's too early in the season to say like, oh, the, this is not going to work out. Devils need to make a major trade. They should have traded for Hellebuck over the summer. In my opinion, everything has a time frame, and the Devils have not hit that time frame in terms of, like, to make the assessment saying, like, oh, their goalies are not good. They need to make a move quickly if they want any chance of, you know, competing in the playoffs because still relatively early in the season. I don't want to read too far into anything, but those are my main things that I think the Devils need to work on if they want any chance of success because the chemistry, it's halfway there. It's improved, don't get me wrong, but the defensemen need to have better chemistry with one another. Then uh, Lindy Ruff needs to make changes to his defense, and I think one of the changes you need to make is that you need to scratch Brendan Smith, get foot into the lineup, get Miller into the lineup if he's healthy. So, yeah, they need to make those sort of changes, and then the goaltending, we're just going to have to roll with who has a hot hand. And in this case, it's going to be Vanacek. So like I do with every postgame recap, I will compare the stats and give the Devils a letter grade. But before we continue, I want to tell you guys about FanDuel because I want you guys to make some extra money this uh, NHL season. But snap back into the Taylor Swift League with NFL uh, on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com and why don't you uh, bet on some devil's money lines, props, etc. But please remember to do so responsibly. And now... Let me tell you guys about Jace Medical because everyone should be able to protect their family 
in the midst of an emergency. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians, get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created, doctor-recommended. So don't get caught off guard. Everyone should be able to care for themselves and their loved ones like I talked about during the unexpected. Jace handles everything from online evaluations to licensed pharmacy medication, delivering an ongoing consolation and care. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jacemedical.com. Okay, this is going to be a little tough. So Two bad periods for the Devils. One good period, but it was a fantastic period. But they still allowed for the Capitals to score six on them, despite coming into this matchup, the Capitals only only scoring six total goals all season. Yep, this is definitely not going to be pretty. So shots on goal differential, 25 to 22 in favor of the Capitals. I can't believe the Devils kept it that close, considering the fact they only had two shots on goal in period one. Face-off percentage, 54.2% in favor of the Devils. 45.8% 45.8% for the Capitals. Power play. Capitals were one for three. Remember, Strom got that power play goal in uh, early in period three, and that kind of shifted the momentum back into the Capitals' favor. Devils' penalty kill, unfortunately, uh, not, not all that consistent. They need to improve upon that. Devils were 0 for 1 in their only power play. Hits 23 to 17 in favor of the Devils. Blocks 19 to 11 in favor of the Capitals. So uh, this is going to be tough. I'm not going to give the Devils an F but I'm going to give them a D plus because I'll give them points for making a very interesting comeback for making the game compelling in period two, because it went from one of the worst periods I've seen to the best period back to the worst period. So it was a tale of, of a different story for the devils every single period. And it was embarrassing. And Lindy Ruff said post game that the devils got what they deserve. So I really hope, that they that they got the message saying like nothing is going to be easy to them, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, this game was just ugly for the Devils, ugly with a capital U. It was putrid. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on podcast streaming service, hit me up on my personal X page app at TrainMap4 or the show's X page app at Locked On Devils. As for this episode. That's all the time I have for you. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm going to try to uh, erase this game from my memory. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.